Hi, Josh. Hi, Adrian. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing really well. We are we're all, we're having an ice day today, a snow day, and it is the last day of January. And I'm excited for February. February is one of my favorite months. Yeah, why why is that? I think you mentioned it earlier in the show or earlier in our conversation, but the, wh- why is February your favorite? So, okay, January always feels like the long slog of the first of the year. It always just feels like it takes forever. And February is a short month. And so it feels like you make progress really quickly and we get to start planting the garden in February. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So it's like a hint of spring is coming, new growth. It's always just just great. I love it. It's one of my favorite months. Nice, nice. So yeah, you get to have your brain in that, like seeing what the futures unfold, get out of the doldrums of like winter and, and weather and, you know, finished all the holiday types yes. of stuff. And now it's on to like, all right, let's, let's really get this year cracking. Yeah. And then everything's pink and red and I love pink and red together too. So like Valentine's day, pink and red, it's just fun. It's like a lighthearted month. It's just fun and lighthearted. Is it your birthday in, in February not, at all or no? No, okay. my birthday's in November. So you know, it really, it's just kind of, I don't know. It feels like a good push forward month. I love cool. it. But yeah. we're here. Yeah. It's a cold and icy day where I am. And I think we want to talk about what is exactly on our mind today. Yep. Yes. So yeah. I, so if you're with us today and you've listened to plenty of other episodes, this is the first time we're trying a little bit of a banter ahead of time. Cause we always talk and we're like, Hey, you know, this we, we have this level of energy and kind of fun that, that we kind of TikTok back and forth with, and we thought we'd add this. So uh, welcome listeners to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about marketing topics on their mind. So Adrian, what's on your mind this week? Yeah, so I am in the midst of creating a lot of content for LinkedIn. Um, I've got this podcast, I've got another podcast Um, creating videos and snippets and all of the stuff that comes along with that. And usually I am somewhat of a copy paster onto the other platforms. So either I create for Twitter and I'll kind of copy paste, adjust and repurpose it on LinkedIn or vice versa. And I see all the time where it's the exact same content, word for word, very much copy pasted. And I'm not talking about the Twitter screenshots on LinkedIn. I'm saying when maybe you've written your content in a Google Doc or somewhere else, and then you just kind of copy paste and put it everywhere. So I, when I see that, it doesn't ever really bother me. I'm not offended. I was, mm-hmm. my reaction honestly is like, oh, I've seen that. And then I scroll on. Like I'm not, right. it's almost net neutral as far as where I go. Um, but I was curious how people in my sphere, felt when they, if they saw the exact same content on multiple platforms. And I thought the responses were really interesting. So I thought maybe we could kind of talk about what it looks like to repurpose content. What are the best ways to go about it? And does it actually matter? Like we know that content repurposing is valuable. We know distribution should happen. It should definitely be a core um, asset, core tenet of your content strategy but does it really matter if you differentiate for different platforms? Social media managers would tell you absolutely 100%. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that, Josh. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to hear what uh, your your 
your social friends have said on the on the on the threads or on the uh, Twitters or on the LinkedIn's type of thing. And and yeah, I have some some feelings about this based off of my own like you know social media stuff. In addition to you know how how I think people are approaching it these days, even with the stuff that's kind of going on on Twitter, especially in our sphere with yeah B2B business content people, marketers, things like that. So then let me pose the question to you, Josh. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel when you see the exact same content on Twitter as on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever else you happen to be? So I am very much like, so first for me as the audience, right? So um, because I am also a creator and poster of things, like I don't mind, right? Like I know, and like you've mentioned, uh, we we know that you know re- reposting and recycling the content and that type of thing is a thing. Um, so for me, it doesn't bother me because I also know I do this or can do this or have the ability and think about the content as like being able to spin these off into different things. I do like the changing of the audience. I do like effort, but I'm not bothered. I'm not offended by it. But I guess my thing is, who are you posting it for probably matters yeah. more and what they what they are potentially thinking. Because if it is for like you and me, like we probably aren't bothered by it. But I could see if it's, if your target audience for your content is different, they could be, they could be very put off and they feel like it's manufactured to them. They feel off yeah. that, oh, they're marketing at me type of thing. And that's exactly what I've seen. So the responses vary from cheering them on like yes this is amazing good for you for getting yourself out there a lot of people felt the same way like look i'm a creator i know how hard it is to put content out there to try to build a brand of yourself that's very challenging so it doesn't bother me or i think good for them all the way to if i see it multiple times i'm unfollowing you like i'm done you're Mm -hmm. all you're trying to do is pitch and sell me and i can't you know, I don't support that. Someone else said it's a, it's an immediate unfollow. So I thought it was interesting, the varying degree. Some people kind of had made their own rules up where it was like, well, if I see them posting on Twitter and they post the same thing on LinkedIn within the same day or two, that's fine. But if they tweet something and then six months later, they tweet the same thing and I can remember it, then I unfollow you. Like then it's, Ooh. I feel like I'm being marketed too. Um, so I just thought it was also interesting how people have created kind of their own rules and what these social norms are around repurposing and, and how do you follow these unspoken rules? Cause people aren't really necessarily talking about them. There's no rule book out there. I mean, there are definitely rule books for repurposing and distributing content, but for how it makes people feel, there's not really mm-hmm. like a good social norm, I guess, is what no, I'll say. No, no, definitely. And even just unpacking that, like two different things you're talking about. One is like posting the same content. And the other one is like reposting or retweeting or, you know, some people will say, you know, cut and paste and post the thing six months later, that type of thing. Because, you know, our arguments on the other side are the, uh, people that you know, you go with the notion from a creator side, you're like, well, what percentage of people actually saw it? Maybe they yeah. missed it. Maybe it was a timing thing. Like I've done the uh, retweet something at a different time zone hour based off of trying to, you know, look at the algorithm and get it in front of 
potential people that could be interested that don't share my time zone, right? So that's like a legitimate thing because I feel like I did this work and I want it to get out there. I spent, you know, hours, days, whatever, like crafting a thread or whatever that might be. So so there's that piece, but then you're right. Like there's this whole other side of like, how does it make that audience feel if they're, and I've seen people that are active on those platforms that are just getting livid when they see someone retweet, some re, retweet their own thing. And it's like, uh, you know, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. I've seen it to where it's advised actually from maybe a Twitter growth audience guru where it's like, go back and look at your highest performing tweets over the last six months, three months, whatever your time frame is, and then either maybe reword it or rework it or just copy paste it. Because it's true, the percentage of your audience that happened to maybe see that tweet, now Twitter will show us how many impressions each tweet, each reply, each comment gets. So, you know, you, you've seen like what, a thousand people were maybe happened to see this, not even engaged with it, but might've seen it in their timeline. Um, and like for me, and since I've got 13,000 ish followers, so I know that's nowhere near the kind of audience I would want to reach. So for me to say, okay, that one didn't perform so well, maybe it was a fluke or the timing or something like that. But I really believe this is a good tweet. I believe it's got good, strong traction. I'm going to read like not retweet the tweet, but just tweet it again copy and paste mm-hmm. and start from scratch. Um, to think that that would be highly upsetting to some people um, would not have occurred to me, honestly. Right. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that would be offensive. Now, I can see if maybe it's a tweet trying to sell something, but usually it's just an idea or a thought or you know something that I think is catchy. Um, but I've definitely done that before. But it usually goes unnoticed because usually it's something that didn't perform very well that I think, you right. know what, this could have done better. This is right. I believe in this one. Um, and you know, I'm the, the sharing of the exact same content. There are kind of two ideas. One is it's challenging to create content on a daily basis on the way in the way that the algorithms almost demand you to show up to, in order to grow your audience, it can be very exhausting. So if you've created something that can perform for both audiences, um, you know, why not? And a lot of people were saying their audiences on Twitter and on LinkedIn are a lot different. There's not a lot of overlap. And so I thought, you know, I need to go in and look at my own audience and see what kind of overlap do I have? Do I have similar audiences on both platforms or are they really completely different? Because I see people's when they duplicate content. So it makes me wonder people are seeing it, people would notice, but that was kind of people's arguments. People don't notice. Right. And I'm like, well, I noticed. Well, so, some people, somebody's noticing. Yeah. I, I have a couple uh, things I wanted to say about that real quick. Um, but one of the things I've thought about for a while on, I wonder if this is a difference in how people perceive it. Cause I feel like people think of social media differently, right? Again, perspectives yeah. on what they're trying to get out of social media. And there are people that are purely there for like the networking, like depth of relationships, finding people that like they actually want to build rapport with and that type of thing. And that to me, that that person might, if they're only looking at social media from that lens, I think they would end up like 
getting annoyed at retweets, getting annoyed at that stuff, because to them, that is unauthentic, right? And Mm -hmm. just, it defeats the purpose of them trying to build a connection, build a rapport with somebody. So even if they're following you, and they see, you know, two, three things that sound the same, and it's just like, like, she's just, now I feel like I'm being talked at versus like being in on the conversation. But then the, the flip side is the other person that is like, hey, I'm just here to consume. I don't care. Like, maybe I'm interested in what they're saying. Maybe I'm not. And I'm a little more like surface level. I'm here to just like gain from what is coming down the feeds and the pipes and the scrolls and whatever. And that person probably is less offended because they're just like scrolling on and whatever. And if I see three things that annoy me, maybe I'll unfollow, but I'm not offended. I'm just like, hey, that's their thing or I'm not getting value anymore. They, they take it at more of an arm's length and they're not necessarily there to to build rapport and whatnot and the reality is i think it's a combination of both and people can look at it for different reasons so that to me is maybe the root of like what makes people like have a adverse reaction to it if they are solely looking at it from one of those two lenses i think that's a really good point of view actually because you hear people talk about social media and this is kind of the way i look at social is it's like one big party And you're kind of walking through the house party, you're having different little conversations, you're going through, um, you know, and you end up in different spots, different little circles, as you spend your time there. Um, And then other people see it as a billboard, right? Like, this is my billboard, my space to say what I need to say and get my message out to you. Mm -hmm. And that really would change how number one, you perceive content and how you share content. So I think that's a really good way to kind of say, okay, well, maybe this person sees social as the billboard and not as the party. So they're not here to like chat and get to know each other. And, you know, you hear people say, well, that'd be like if we're at a party and you just hold a sign up and say, oh, I'm, you know, follow me for X, Y, Z, follow me for X, Y, Z. Like that's annoying. You're not doing anything, but that person's not seeing social as the party. They're seeing it as the billboard. So follow me for X, Y, Z makes perfect sense. Right. And I'm the same person that also, like, I get annoyed when someone purely sees it as the billboard, like when you'll see them post a message, and I'll ask a question or I'll comment on it, and you don't get any engagement. And it's sort of, and that's that side of us that probably wants to build a rapport, wants to build a connection with someone, even even if it's at relatively an arm's length, right? Yeah. Like I want to engage and I want to be involved in the party as well and not just being like listening to the radio, right? There's no there's no back and forth. But especially when someone says something that is interesting and I'm like, ooh, hey, I wonder what about this? It's and and it's not necessarily telling them what to do. It's not like one of the comments that is just like, hey, here's why you're wrong. Right. It's just like, hey, I love this, blah, 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 or whatever. And um, I'm wondering about, about, you know, X or, hey, how'd you do it? And then you get, and it's an open-ended question, trying to get them to engage and loving the fact that you want to engage with them. And then there's like, they, they sort of like drop a post and then don't, do and don't engage with anyone. And yeah, that for me, like, I I get <laughs> offended by that, or I get bothered by that. I'm like, what? Do you, why are you putting something on social media? If you don't want to be social? Right, write a blog post. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hear from anybody, write, turn it into your newsletter, write a blog post. And I feel like in those, I've seen that a lot. And I want to be like, so this is not a conversation for you. This is just your VA scheduled this tweet. Now it's out. You probably, like I've seen people where it's like, you probably don't even look at Twitter. You are probably Mm -hmm. not actually 
actively on this social media platform. So why even bother? I actually saw an older gentleman complain that his audience wasn't growing. And I looked through his tweets really quickly and I was like, my dude, you do never com like you don't comment on anything anybody says. So like you have to participate here. You can't just blast and then expect to grow. And, but that was, you know, I agree. It's different perspectives, seeing the platforms in different ways. But I really thought the social norms of, I thought they'd be more consistent, really. I really mm-hmm. thought people would be like, yeah, I'm annoyed. I hate it when I see it. No one should do it. Or it's fine. And most of them were saying, I think it's good. It's okay. But I think that's because my audience is full of marketers and creators who are doing it, right? Like we're all trying to grow our platform. So I should probably, to really good unbiased, go to LinkedIn and say, okay, LinkedIn, how do you feel when you see XYZ and see what kind of responses I get there? Well, I mean, it also depends on the yeah your audience, right? So like you, I think, do want to talk to other marketers, talk to their founders, talk to other like, just like, uh, I would say, uh, people that do like, want to see the content and probably want to engage and are also like, have seen some of these things before, because more than likely, the person that may not like, get it or aren't isn't going to get value out of the stuff you're getting, even if you're just like retweaking it and some other things, like, maybe they're not your your audience, you want a potentially more educated audience that is used to these, like that understands marketing, right? You don't want to have to necessarily explain why, why repurposing and this type of stuff is, is a good thing. I don't know. True. I mean, and I'm thinking of some really, really smart marketers, consultants um, who have great LinkedIn brands and great Twitter followings. Like we're talking Mm hundred K they're top of the top they copy paste. It's the exact same mm-hmm. content on the same platform. So if we're looking at those people who are doing well, they are, they are exact same content, both platforms, exact same con- you know, call to actions. So taking a, you know, a play out of their playbook and really saying, okay, what is working for people? It would be creating the, like just copy pasting, creating good quality content that has good hooks that resonates and then it should be successful on both platforms. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of our episode about the, uh, the comedy, uh, yeah. like having a, what was it? A comedy routine or a set, right? It was yeah, like, the set. so it's, it's like practicing that set, right? Like no one knocks a comedian for repeating the same stuff or improving on that type of thing. Like they're going to go on tour. They've got a set. Like, so it's sort of, like when you're thinking about it that way, that's also how you're refining it. So even if it's you're saying some the same thing, but you're trying to say it different ways later on, not 50 times in that day, like we get it, like it's yeah. not <laughs> to just ram it down someone's throat per se, but but you might be talking about, you know, a similar topic and whatnot. And if someone views it as repetitive and whatever, then they're probably not your audience, right? Like, and, and those greats that are doing this, they probably have like, three or four key concepts, just like any brand, like what yeah. are they known for? You know, you talk about a James Clear, it's going to be related to tiny habits. Like right. it's, it, and it's going to be regurgitated thousands of times. Like it's, it's, and that's what people expect. So it kind of is almost like you're also attracting those and, and they built up enough audience that they're, they're okay with seeing it on, 
all the places. And maybe if they want to unfollow them on a certain platform and they don't want that content from that platform, cool, whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. And it, bringing it to light, though, it's making me think about um, Instagram Reels and TikTok, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I go through phases where I don't want to be on TikTok, where, I don't know, just the idea of TikTok itself becomes too addictive. And I'm like, I need to take a break. But then what do I do? I end up watching Instagram Reels <laughs> for, you know, less time. It seems less addicting. But often I'm watching TikToks on Instagram Reels and it doesn't bother me to do that. Like, I don't care. I know I'm getting the content a week late, also fine by me. Um, but it's just interesting how it's okay, like, especially if it's the same creator. I think where people get frustrated is when people like on LinkedIn kind of has this uh, reputation, but when people kind of steal other people's, obviously that's, you know, offensive and not great. If you're seeing multiple kinds of content from different people or the same kind of content from different people, that's a problem. But when you know, it's that creators and that creator, it's their property and they've chosen to distribute it this way. I think it's, it's becoming less offensive. If it ever was offensive, it's definitely becoming more and more acceptable. Yeah. I I think that's, that's a, I think that's, that's good. Like in in today's day and age, most people are on all those things and hopefully that's probably where the social norm is drifting versus the, uh, uh, you know, the, the lawn chair, like shaking their fist at at a person on a social media. Hopefully I think, I think that's good. I mean, it's good for the creator economy. It's good for anyone out there putting in all this work to make entertaining and educational content for people. So, and that was one of the points made. Uh, Someone said, you know, we're all kind of working towards and gearing ourselves more on the slant of the creator economy. Like almost everybody, even if you have a standard job and things like that, and you're you're still able to show up and be participate in this creator economy. So people get it. It's a much more accepted and understood um, aspect that creating a TikTok, even though it's a three minute video is hard, like it's incredibly challenging to do the edits and the images and the graphics. And I'm trying on LinkedIn right now to make TikToky like response videos and it's cringeworthy. It's challenging. So you just, I think that is, it's an appreciation that we can all say, you know what? I get it. You're trying like good for you. Um, keep, keep up, keep up the trying. <laughs> let's, let's keep it up. Right. Right. Yeah. So we've covered a lot of things in here. I love the way we just kind of led into this. So we've talked about like reposting, you know, uh, itself. We've talked about being cross-platform with the same type of content. Um, we even talked about like making edits and changes and, and kind of re, re I, I don't know if it's really recycling or just it's like, it's like that making, making changes to tweak it and repurpose and that time. And that can be different mediums. Like, you know, threads are different, you know, how you're going to write in more choppy bits on link or on Twitter might be different how you want to present it. But if you put it the same, it, it, it actually works better. If only like you kind of go to the lowest common denominator on one platform and then spread it to the others. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think the trends are going towards, and we hope I think towards the understanding of the creator and not this, this sort of like uh knee jerk reaction to like seeing content again or seeing variants of those types of things. So yeah. So I was on the fence beforehand, and my question was, should I do it? Obviously, repurposing is important to me. But after this conversation, after the seeing the tweets and things like that, 
Absolutely. 100% should be repurposing your content. And if the best way you can do that is to copy and paste, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 maybe we'll weigh in on this one later after I decide to get back into social media. I've been kind of on a more of a hiatus just the past couple of months, just I think since like more of the Elon stuff. And then I'm like, "Eh, let me just stop. And then I've been meaning to get more into LinkedIn. And my thought process might even be just talking more marketing content versus necessarily like founder content, what I've done mostly on, on Twitter. So we'll see. I might have more opinions as we go and I might split my audience on either side. So we'll see. Interesting. We'll have to do an update. Yep. Cool. Well, this was great. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Thank you. Bye. Bye.